You're listening to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger, here with my co-host Tara Connolly. Hello. And Mike Connolly. Hello. We are heading back to 1993, Germany, with Netzach, Force and Fire, on his own Thurs Records. Uh, strange discography for Netzach. Not a lot of stuff, and only worked with a handful of people. And this tape uh, has been floating around in my collection for years, and I'm excited to get to talk about it. Look, we specifically asked Gray to pick a what we quoted as a Gray-style tape for us to do for this episode. It was talked about that Gray wanted to do a fatal impact level release, meaning something... Mm -hmm pretty obscure, hard to find any info on, and much like this tape, a tape and project that Gray introduced to myself and Tara, and we got so into the Fatal Impact Project that it was a bit of a challenge. Gray introduced us to something that we don't know that is very obscure, that's going to be hard to find info on, and let's do an episode on it. And I like the I, mystery of Ned Zach. Yeah. Uh, it's always drawn me to the project. There's a couple LPs, one of which is live, and there's a couple tapes. Uh, this one was collected in part on CD, but it's missing a few tracks, and it has a few bonus tracks from a compilation he did on Thurs, which is impossible to track down. I have tried. And the sound is very much what I was listening to in the sort of late 90s. It is looped industrial noise it's quite noisy uh he, he collaborated with loki foundation before so that touchstone makes sense i think if you know those early loki tapes and the sort of heavy almost rhythmic overloaded and sometimes harmonic drones and distortion combo you hear on some of that stuff that's present here he's working in the same area but before we get into that Connelly's, what have you been listening to? Well, well, Mike's mostly been listening to me cough. This is true. Uh, so apologies for any of that that uh, makes it onto this episode. And actually, we should give a quick update for any non-patrons or just if you haven't checked out any of the recent Patreon series episodes, a little update on Tara's jury situation. She is not on jury duty. Not a juror. And she's Yay. been dismissed. She stood up for herself. She stood up for the podcast. <laughs> she stood up for all of us and was sent packing. Yeah, I had, I was reaching my uh, critical point of medical meltdown and being in there every day and the uh, required schedule that I was going through exacerbated my existing health conditions. So I have been a bit of a mess. So I apologize for that. And he also wanted to, you know, send my love and support to all of my former fellow jury pool friends, because that was a great time. And like the most heartwarming thing happened on my last day before I made a friend named Vinny, uh, in, in the pit, in the jury pool. Uh, and he actually well, listened to noise extra. And, and, and to put in perspective, Vinny and, 
older guy, not someone who would find the podcast for on his own a mechanic. Yeah, like a really like high end specialized mechanic and he was so cool and one day he walked in and he was like you know I could really get behind the haters I'm listening to the haters right now and he had him in his headphones and he was like I don't know about that Mote it's not really my vibe but the haters are cool well, he needs to get into Mote <laughs> so you know hey so if you're listening get into Mote oh I love it no you do whatever you want man you're great and so on my last day he said he had a present for me and held out his hand he held out his hand and he handed me a quarter uh, and it was the sweetest thing. And I told him I would cherish it forever. And it's awesome because it's actually an old school quarter with the eagle on the back. It's when, like a 1992 When quarter. you're in the shit with people, right? And yeah. you, you have these weird bonding experiences with people you would never necessarily mm-hmm. interact with on any other basis. So I always think that that's a great thing to have. And yeah, you may never hear from hu- these people again. You may never yeah. talk to these people again. But you have that moment of togetherness in dire circumstances. Yeah, you're united in our humanity, united in our suffering. What exactly. do we do but suffer together? Well, so it's fantastic. Tara's back full fully back with us in recovery. In recovery. So to go along with her elation, we threw on the sodality beyond unknown pleasures. Uh-oh. <laughs> what a incredible album. Potent and strange. Potent and strange is a great way of putting it. Sodality is in the strange segment of power electronics. The sound, the mixing, the vocals. It's truly a unique album and project. Important question. LP or CD? CD. So it, I, which I know there's. Compact disc. Yeah. And I know that there's different the mixes. Mix is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there, and it has the 12 inch tracks as, as the, the last two tracks, orgies of crime and, and, and so you shall. So, yes, different covers. Yeah, again, the album itself is strange because the LP is different. Yeah. The CD is different. That's one that uh, sits in my European power electronics section that we talked about (laughs) in in that episode (laughs) with John Weiss. So what a a fantastic album. And then to go along with that, Gray, what would you, what other, what power electronics project would you maybe listen to if you were in the mood for the sodality? See, I would keep it Italian and go with something like Discordance or okay. Igula Thor. Sure, mm, Igula Thor would be nice. great. And that would that would, would that like would be a that. great double feature of the sodality. But we went with Ultra. I don't think of Ultra as power electronics. Right, really, because they're they're yeah they're so strange they're they're but, so but that's why I said off the beaten off the beaten path right in the in the strange realm of things I think it's totally power electronics it's it's so weird it becomes its own thing because it's so it's also close to something like HNAS and like Nurse with Wound or something in, sure. in the production and style of it that it 
I think I think the vocals and the lyrics though are what truly set it in the power electronics world. I mean, new centurion. Yeah. You know, of course, another version of I can't stand a bitchy chick, which again, that's the sodality connection there. Right. Right. And, you know, the 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 one track that's like, I'm terrible Ted from Washington State, you know, the the weird weird. rhyming, which I think is such a strange thing, especially in power electronics. Mm -hmm. The what's uh, come come shooting is a aristocratic sport or something like that. There's some line (laughs) like that. I mean, that's. That's everything. I, I think it's it, it is such a great, strange project, and it is. It's such a unique beast in its own thing. Where it, any given day, it's it can be. Oh, I don't know if I can do the full album because it's just so odd. But I think when you team it up with the sodality, Eagle of Thorns mm-hmm. a, a, would is a great. Also, I think would be a yep. great combo in a day of listening with all this. You're just in that power electronics that took a couple left turns and got to a different place. So it was a really good, inspiring listen session. Very nice. Before we continue our conversation, a quick word from our sponsor. Oxidation started as an archival label to renew interest in older CDR noise releases. More recently, Oxidation has released CDs by Molest, PBK and Modelbau, SR Meixner, and Batong. Some releases focus on special packaging, such as Azoicum's Aural Purgatory, packaged in old fence parts and hardware cloth. Check out everything available at oxidation.bandcamp.com or oxidationlabel.bigcartel.com. Use code NOISEXTRA for 10% off. And gotta say, been really enjoying Force and Fire. Yes. Literally didn't know about this project Oh, uh, 24 hours ago. <laughs> yeah, I sent a couple mm-hmm. options over last night as we've been kind yes. of batting a few things around for this week's episode, and I, I just had to hit the tape stacks and see what struck, and this was the first thing I grabbed. I sent a few options, but kindly gravitated towards this one as well. So, mm-hmm. I loved the cover, and again, having just absolute zero knowledge of it, this was, this was what... Tara and I wanted great introduce us to something that we don't know about. That's something you've known about for a while that I, you know, I'm sure I can, I already have the, some specific friends of the podcast in mind who are certainly already like, Oh, awesome. This classic tape. I love it. And Hey, count us in maybe Johnny come lately's, but count us in that group now, because man, we loved this tape. Yeah, it, it's such a cool one. And, you know, the thing that sets it off from the get-go, I think, is the way it looks. It is really simply presented, but it's a full sheet of paper folded in half. So you get that uh, when you unfold it, it's a, it's a full regular, like, 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper or 8 by a little over 11 because European sizes. And the whole thing is covered in Xerox in, in various forms. Uh, there's a... There's an Aleister Crowley quote, beauty and strength, leaping laughter and delicious languor, force and fire are of us on the inside. Uh, there's an artist photo, but of course it's Xerox to nothingness. Mm-hmm. There is track list and all titles by E. Bowling and cover art credit. And then the inside has this just sort of stripe through it with an, like a Xerox of maybe a statue of an angel. And the inside is the cover art, but as sort of a poster 
full on with a border around it. And it's, you actually we definitely got to have this on a, we got to have this one on a video sometime just so we can show oh, everybody. Yeah. It just looks so cool. Yeah. And just so you can show the front and back. It just looks so great. Yeah. It's such a nice looking tape. And the labels are those big there. It's big square label with uh, sort of the rounded corners and a rounded corner uh, so center window. Mm-hmm. And it's an hour long. You know, it's a C60. Uh, it looks kind of professional for 93 in terms of like, it looks demo professional. Like it's, there's printed labels on it and there's a nice, you know, a nice cover. Mine's a little bit beat up, but that's what'll happen. Uh, you know, when you've got some, when you got some old tapes, I like that though. All the creases and stuff make it look a little cooler. And I hadn't listened to this one in a while, but I, in the late nineties, early two thousands, I, I played it to death. It was just always on this one and the other cassette in Trinity. Both just got lots of playtime. Mm-hmm. And I like this sort of brand of industrial noise. It's, it's cheap in some ways. It feels like a not made with nice equipment. It's probably a tape deck and a distortion pedal and a keyboard. You know, it's very simple, but then well composed and put together and hypnotic because it is so simple and repetitive and the tweaks that there are, the progression and changes that happen in it are in that like gain structure distortion and in the panning. And that's one thing that this record does a ton of is move around the stereo field and, and establish a nice momentum. And then just sort of let, like let's other things add to it and distract your attention and then bring it back to that main core of the track. And there's 13 tracks on this thing. So again, it's a, it's a plenty long cassette, which I also like. Now, Tara, you said that the name actually is pronounced slightly different than Gray and I have been saying. Well, you know, I, I again, we're not going to, we're going to butcher Hebrew. I mean, apologies to everybody, but it is Netzach or Netzach. Uh, I, again, I didn't do the H properly there, so apologies yet but we're again. We're going to say it how um, we're just going to say it. But, I, I'm not going to attempt to do the proper accent just because I will butcher Yeah, I'm it just going to say Netzach. But yes, it is a Hebrew word, correct, Tara? Yes, um, and it it is generally used in relation to the Kabbalistic tree. So a lot of the themes in, in this release relate back to um, Thelema and Aleister Crowley, much like the quote that is written uh, on the inside of the artwork but netzach is victory it's strength so again directly relating to force and fire netzach relates to determination persistency clarity clarity overcoming challenges all of those principles i saw another definition that's uh sort of like everlasting or uh perpetual or eternity i mean you could do a lot of meditations on what the meaning of that is and the principles um, in each of the sephiroths that are passed down to humanity through the tree of life. So sure. <laughs> Why not? Um, but, but it, overall, I think it's generally, you know, thought of as like victory, strength, determination work. Um, and 
I also love the label name of Thurs, which, you know, Thursday, it we love it because Thursday is the day that generally uh, the gang of noise extra either hang out or record and or you both. Know, yeah, or both. It's always been kind of our day. So I was excited to see Thurs there. And I know on the first home time we talked about all of the origins of the days of the week. Mike, do you remember where Thursday comes from? Is it Thursday? It's Thursday. So Thurs is also Thorn, um, the rune Thorn, and relates to Thor. Um, and it can also be Thurs are related to the Jotun, which would be like the Risi, the trolls in Norse mythology. So basically the non-human, non-god entities. Oh, I had absolutely no idea. Well, Tara's got some info on a number of the references and words used on this tape, so she will be disseminating that information as we go along. And we'd also have to, we would be remiss if we did not give a shout out to our friend Nicole, who Tara was discussing this info with. Yeah, we had a great time. But I think all of this fits with track one, all the power. And it's on the side related to force. So side A, force, side B, fire. That bombastic loop just to begin the proceedings. If you're in the mood for an industrial loop journey then you found the right cassette yeah i bombastic is the first word written in my notes too it's this sort of brass and orchestral loop and then there's sort of a bass thing that that comes in a few seconds later and then you get these sort of strafing blasts of maybe a choral sound or some sort of it doesn't sound like voice but it has that characteristic to it and Immediately, I think we start to notice that the structure of this stuff is very strange and idiosyncratic. He puts these loops together and brings in sort of intermittent sounds over them and adjusts them as they play in very subtle ways. Sometimes, sometimes it's very, very apparent and rapid changes, but all the power sets the stage for that and is a wonderful intro to what this cassette will be. I think this is about how I remember this cassette is these sort of loops. Right. Like this first track is you put it on, you're like, yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to hear. That was what this, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you look it's, at the name on the shelf, you remember you have a memory of it and mm-hmm. it's, it's from the first second it, it fulfills that. It's, it's a brassy loop. And then slowly this darkness creeps in and you can feel the breath of the dragon. The great dragon. Powerful dragon. It's like you almost awoke that dragon. Oh no, that would be track two. Awakened well, that, beasts. That's what I was leading into. I know, right? that I know, was my setup. I'm, I mean, that's I know. I was I'm, you guys both, Mike, you had a great segue. Gray, you received the segue well. I commend both of you gentlemen for uh participating and working together. I Thank picked you. up to what you put down, Connolly. That's exactly. what happened there. Exactly. And this is this sort of gristly fire almost sounds like rushing water and, and not even fire. I hear like whitewater rapids, a river sort of thing. And it, the, one of the things that struck me is on a, on a normal noise cassette or something, what you might find with this is that it would be heavy. It would have a lot of bass and presence and mm-hmm. right. You know, if, it were, if this were contemporary, but this is not heavy 
at all. It doesn't feel heavy. It's it's oppression comes from a different form. And I love that. I think it's so much more effective in this way. I also think of something like Grey Wolves using that a palette like this. It's not you know, it the equipment that they used wasn't going to bring this super clean, bassy like you're saying heavy mm-hmm. sound. It's this strange filthy tape sound. And yeah, to not- me that's that's exciting. You're not playing this at the club. Heck no. Well, I mean, well, I would be well, really excited, but play it at play it at our club, yeah. the, the Noise Extra Club, because just that overblown, overdriven, overridden filth. Yeah, and, oh, and it's it. so primal. It's like a cave workshop for dwarves that are just constantly feeding a fire. The loop is ominous, but at the same time, it's it's soothing. You know, you get you get the feeling of nature, but you're not really experiencing the sounds of the nature. It can exist in however you perceive it or whatever your mood is, right? Like you're saying it could either be it can it can change with how you're actually feeling in that moment. Yeah, and and like when we get to the third track tours, I just this reminds it's like ancient industrial. You're not putting this in a specific time period in the 20th century. You're going way back you, when. It truly feels like you're going back to, through time. I'm going to tell you right now there is a star next to Thurs. So, a technique okay, so, normally reserved for Tara Connolly, but uh, I'm doing That's it. okay. a good technique. Wait, so it is a good technique. So this track is the way that it, I love the speed up, slow down, that raw atmosphere that plotting raw Mm -hmm. atmosphere it's got this sort of piston like machine loop it's really powerful and then there's this sort of hiss and higher tones at the edges of it where it's it's just sort of crackling in there but the focus is this this constant repetition but then it it separates to stereo and gets faster and it's crazy to me this is really well produced how much stereo separation there is in this piece after it starts on the sort of full assault and how he manages that and keeps it, it it becomes sort of polyrhythmic. It it goes off center of itself and each stereo channel is giving you a different picture of it. I, I, it's just an awesome, awesome track. This one really, this and, and actually the next track snake desert are by far my two favorites on the tape. What do you think he was using? A cheap keyboard and some cheap effects or karaoke machine or something. It's and really you like, th- it feels And then what do you simple. think to actually create the loops? What do you think he was doing? I, you know, I have no idea. It's right. 93. Samplers were sure, av- sure. available, but I really couldn't even guess. It might, they might have been tape loops. Uh, I, I actual feel like ta- these actual are tape, tape loops. loops. They sound really actually crude. made tape loops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think so too. I think yeah. it's I think it's actually cut and because even taped. at times you experience this sort of stretching feel, and the loops don't quite. They aren't perfect. They're so strange at times that they just feel like they would be manually made. Nothing lines up here. That's no. what yeah. makes yeah. this so interesting too. Is that it's very handmade very 
uh, rough, rustic, I guess could be, would be a word you could use for it. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's doesn't feel polished in any way. It's very rough around the edges and, and hard hewn. And yes, yeah, snake desert, the track following it is sort of this backwards buildup and electric crackle. And there's sort of a simple harmonic drone that's it keeps expanding while it, all this stuff just this there's a crumble there's a there's some sort of erosion crawling all over this nice harmonic sound it has a haunted feel and great in my notes I said if I was Tara <laughs> I would put a heart next to this one so far. Yeah, it's these two. This is the this is the powerhouse punch well, of this record for me. Y- yeah. It's so funny that we all had a different well, favorite. Well, it or a different I have heart. A, I have a star let's, let's and put a it heart. This way. I have that sentence in a couple other tracks as the tape went on. So this is only the first time I said if I was Tara, and then <laughs> there's gonna be some more. This you get as many hearts as you want. You can put little hearts if well, you just yeah. love it. But the We're, star means it's just your oh, favorite. It's oh, your little oh, star. Oh, oh, oh. Well, yeah. Okay. You so can I have multiple okay. hearts, but only one star. Well, I think you can have multiple stars. Look, we are firm <laughs> believers in many things can be your all-time favorite. I Always. have no problem with that. You can have a hundred all-time favorites. I am totally fine with that. <laughs> the yeah, this is just really slow textural atmosphere. And I mean, Snake Desert, what a great Dude, name. the pace of this is just so nice. Like the crackling crawl of a dark hole and a barren flat landscape. It's just so atmospheric and it's so controlled. Yeah, controlled is a good word because there is total chaos in these pieces based on the sources that are used, the loops that are used, the overdrive, distortion, whatever that's going on. But everything is structured. Everything is put together. Everything is in its place. So it's, it's the sounds that generate the chaos and not the uh, composition or mix. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and in my mind, this entire cassette was composed with the thoughts of force and fire in mind, you know, and it, Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but, you know, it seems like he was heavily influenced by, by Crowley, by Thelema, by the Kabbalah, um, and is using, you know, many of the ancient words, touchstones and imagery for these tracks, um, such as, you know, the beast, which is Crowley and the snakes, which are knowledge and can speak to people, but even down to force and fire, um, aside from the quote of force and fire, all of us. Uh, when he was taking down the book of the law, which, you know, was coming to him through Iowas um, being channeled, it was first precluded by his wife, Rose's, basically like a vision. I don't, you know, again, there are scholars that go so deep into this. So I'm I'm trying to be brief and concise. Um, but when asked about, you know, where this information was coming from, she said it was and and what their moral qualities were. She said it, they were force and fire, and she was describing Horus. So Horus disseminating knowledge with the force, with the fire, filling all of us. Um, and I think that definitely if he was engaged in magic practices, that would be a part of it. And Netzach is 
when you're doing the lesser banishing ritual to the pentagram, Natsak is fire. I absolutely. It's absolutely clear that he was deep into this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I assume that it's magic because, you know, Natsak is, is not represented by fire on the Kabbalistic tree, but is on the lesser banishing ritual. So. Speaking of fire, crossfire. Oh man, that muted loop under earth and rocks that crawls its way out of the earth. <laughs> the earth keeps trying to bring it back in, but it at one point gets free. Yeah, there's a nice kind of rhythmic low end. Maybe that's the rockets crawling over and that, but there's some, you know, high gain distortion going on. And this one again. It's panning all over the place. The stereo field is something that Netzok plays with a ton. And this might be the first huge example of it on here. I mean, again, I've mentioned it in a, the past few tracks because it is really noticeable. I think all my notes say something about stereo because it's it, it gives such a depth to what starts off oftentimes seeming very simple. And this one, this one is... Great stereo difference in each ear, which I, I really like. But also, yeah, that just that looped chaos that builds up so slowly, crawls out so slowly. Yeah, that sample isn't decomposing. It's fully decomposed. It is a, <laughs> it's already been. It's, it happened. It's a decomposed sample. And, and it's like these sounds have somehow, like you said, they've been intercepted. All, this entire broadcast is an intercepted crossfire well the next track i also wrote if i was tara i'd put a heart on this track because now this is my new favorite track as hey! the tape went on i kept having new favorite tracks right when the sky is dangerous scallet you know, in the liner notes or track list, Scallet is in caps, and there are some of the words are in capital letters. Uh, beasts, Thurs, Snake Desert, Crossfire, Scallet, and Force on the A side, and Sybil's Dream, Bloody, Rota, and Fire on the B side. So there's emphasis on, on Scallet. I don't know what that is. Um, I, I don't. I read it as Scarlet. Um, intentionally and just chose to think of it as as scarlet a because red sky i i truly i even looked in um different crowley writings and all sorts of places uh took it through translators it's not hebrew so i do not know what that is and i like that it will remain a mystery but and i am tara and i i did put a heart next to this track because i do love it um, it was so nice. There's such bright tones. It's so hot. It's lilting. It's listing. It's so fuzzed out. It's really, really gorgeous. My notes simply say crude, tuneful misery layered in overdrive. Yes. I mean, that warped and warbled drone uh, organ dementia. I love this track and great. I'm with you. It feels like it's some sort of keyboard nothing special no not some high-end synth 
it's a utilitarian keyboard. But something special came out something of it. Something special came out of it because it's always more about the person behind the equipment than it is the equipment, always. And I think that's a, a thing we see in the late 80s and early 90s and especially sort of the industrial stuff is maybe you didn't have the money for a, a nice keyboard or, a, you know, whatever kind of thing, or maybe you didn't, that wasn't even what you wanted, or maybe you had left over from learning to play a piano or something like a mm-hmm. Kurzweil thing that's got like organ and flute and whatever else on it. And you have that already. So you're just going to use that. You're going to play that, but you've got maybe some distortion or you figured out how to blow out the gain on your tape deck to make it sound nasty. And so I think some of this stuff, especially, you know, we're spoiled these days with synthesizers being incredibly affordable and accessible, like anywhere, everywhere you can get cheap electronics now. And that wasn't quite the case in 93. And so when I hear this kind of stuff and it, it just doesn't, what makes it special is the artist's intent and approach and not the equipment in any way. And I think that's a, a, good lesson and important thing to note. I mean, it is about intention and what you can do with limited means that can make noise so special. And this is an example of it. It's a perfect example of it. This track just summed up what I like, like, like we, like we keep saying a project we didn't know existed 24 hours ago. All of a sudden we are just so in. And as the tape went on, we kept getting more, excited we yes. were more like, man yes. this is great man this is great man this is great and then when this track hit we both looked at each other like this is just yes like we are so in we're so in for this yeah it's and it's the cap of the force track and it shows you that the force is endlessly pulsing within yourself dude endless force absolutely what a way to end this with that Oh, oh, very minimal changing. I, in my ears, the only change is that maybe some play with the EQ, mm-hmm. EQ, maybe I'm, and or distortion. A change of it, but just it, but, minimal, right? Yeah. Just and then minimal. it just ends. Yeah, and I think it's just again, it, it sort of it sort of reminds you that these loops are what everything is being based off of, and this is just broken down to its total simplistic core. Yeah, but then we flip the tape. Oh, buddy, you flipped the tape. And this crazy frenetic loop. This, this to me, uh, these Sybils, this has the energy of something like Dissecting Table. That just like crazy. Oh, I can f- oh, absolutely yeah. feel that. Bang on, smash on everything. Super dense loop. And, but, and this is also the first one where, you know, there's plenty of overdrive going on in this. We've mentioned that a bunch, but there's, uh, this one felt like there's some reverb at play. There's some kind of echo. If it has a different fidelity than the rest, I was thinking, man, Fireside's immediately starting off different just with maybe more effects and processing. Now, that's not uh, quite the case throughout the rest of this side, but this one struck me as soon as the tape was flipped. I just, I, it pulled me right back in, you know, after, after the sort of end of the force side. And you have these great, opera vocals that make their way and float over the loop about do you know what a sibyl is mike or gray tara will you tell us and the people sibyls are the 
oracles of ancient Greece, but like Sybil is general, generally like a prophetess, um, like the Phrygian oracle is a Sybil. So the crazed voice of the female that's coming through here, it, there's not only the operatic vocals, but there there is that kind of prophetic sound that's coming through like she's channeling and she's crying out and I really enjoy the just raw insistent energy of this and the call of the Sybils so I definitely gets a star it's my favorite track I love it gets a star <laughs> and even in the beginning like I think it's the opening fast loop is so notable it's because it sounds like a an elephant trumpeting you know it's it's so organic but clearly not and i i love when those moments happen on a synthesizer on a keyboard or just by happy chance when you're making loops and and something all of a sudden sounds like vocals and you know it's not but it just has that otherworldly feel and sunday is he talking about the best sunday of the week oh he might be Seven oh. Sunday over on our Patreon. <laughs> the warped organ loop. Now this is real back masking, right? And it's bringing us back through time. And there's also these these sort of effects getting shut on and off on this one. I feel like I said I, I felt like some reverb on the Sybils, and there's some sort of processing that's getting turned on and off here. But then, uh, the bass guitar happening. Striking just like a very simple, repetitive, mechanical, crude notes with like the sharpest attack. I, I'm I hear under this whole thing coming sort of this simple rhythmic sounding like bass guitar, but I'm just not sure. Yeah, the creeping rumble. I know what you mean. And it, again, I was it it's it is unclear as to exactly what he's using on a lot of this so, and and like we said there's as far as we can see next to no info so here's another chance for me to read too much into something uh crowley received instructions to enter the temple and for the next three days write down what he heard and the day that he received his instructions was 7th of april in 1904 which was a thursday and then on friday saturday and sunday Ending on Sunday, his last day of writing the book of the law. That was the day it ended. All right. I don't think you're looking too. I don't know why you keep thinking you're looking too much into this tape. That the only thing it's giving us is yeah, that it's I know, right? in, okay, deeply, well, deeply embedded in the world of Crowley. I, I so just like I, giving people the opportunity to choose you, to agree or disagree. You are so accurate into what you're looking into this, I think. No. No. Like, that's like that's crazy. And the crazy that you even figured that out, that 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 Sunday was is most likely a reference to the final day that he was receiving the. Yeah, he had the most trouble hearing the messages. I don't think he's talking about seven and Sunday. Oh, oh, I thought you guys thought he was talking about seven inch Sunday. That's why I was a little. He saw into the future, but unsure. I don't think he did. I think he's looking into the past. And well, there you go. I think that. It's not a dream. No, 
It's not a dream. It's not a dream, but it's certainly, certainly dreamlike. This is a very dreamlike track, and this is where I was in this track. I was. What are you in, two talking about? I was in a ballroom. Oh. And the organ is playing, and it's constantly getting distorted and blown out. And there's a a ballroom party going on. So there's multiple attendees there and everyone's in the middle of the room dancing, but the organ keeps getting distorted and think the tension keeps rising until the agonizing scream. And it truly is. Are we a dream? Is it a nightmare? Or is none of this a dream? I feel the nightmare. I didn't feel the ballroom. I, I get, uh, I thought bombastic and tortured for this piece. This was really started off and it brought me back to almost, uh, all the power on the first side with mm-hmm. the same sort of mm-hmm. source for the, the loop. But those vocals are miserable yowls, yelps and screams of agony. Oh, yeah, it's, it's they're wonderful screams. Yes, very relatable. Yes, and it's super, and it adds to the the loops because the addition of those things, and then we're gonna get to another track coming up where what's what's being put upon the loop sets it off. So the screams here set off the organ and become this just nightmarish agony. When the rain is bloody. This one, I feel like one of y'all might have a star next to you too, because it's a a sister track to me to when the sky is dangerous. It's got a little heart. The turntable will never work properly again. The motor is grinding. That's I, I I was envisioning some old timey turntable just going off the rails, not working right, stuck on a loop. Yeah, it's kind of more pleasant, but still crude melody, just caked in fuzz. It's so great. And actually, I wrote that. I said, this is so great. <laughs> I just looked down at <laughs> my notes and I said it, which that line I wrote a lot. Like I said, we just were really taking yeah. on this new journey. Yet the rain is bloody was such a a vivid thing for me because it they had such nice electronic blur and I was just picturing like a placid blood rain that is eerily coming from pink clouds. Like as though it were a normal dreary rain, but instead it is that red color, which actually happens in life due to red dust and microscopic microorganisms. There's that one part of, is it an ocean or is it a lake that's like pink? Oh, there's a few. Yes. I love showing you pictures of those pink lakes. Yeah. There's dinoflagellate, there's red tides. Um, and then there's a few like salt lakes that are just purely, purely pink due to the mineral composition of the nearby land. But yeah, this is such a great, Track and I, I love that that title, right? When the rain is bloody. Oh, it's so good. Mm. Love it. Rota. So 
this is the other track that comes up here where there's an overlay that offsets the loop. Now we're in this upbeat parade loop. We're in a parade. You're in a march. We're celebrating. But the bombs will begin to drop. Yeah, around the three minute mark, these, uh, I mean, I wrote war sounds and, I, you know, I have some uh, sound effects records of like military uh, field recording, stuff like that. And this took me right to those. But with this great, yeah, per- simple percussive loop and then just sort of dive bombing and gunnery and all this stuff happening, but at a distance. Very strange, strange composition, this one. And it's also the longest track. It's like seven and a half minutes long. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's great. And road is a word that we don't use that much uh, in America, but it generally refers to like a list showing when each of a number of people have to do a certain thing. So I, I think that it's more frequently used in the UK and Europe. Wait, what, what is that? Yeah. A rota. <laughs> you say it again, though? Rota, I, it's, I, a, it's, it's a list showing when each of a number of people have to do a certain job. So, so exp- I actually, so what do you mean by that? Like a. Like a chore uh, list? Yeah. Yeah. But, but, it's, but it has to do with the amount of people doing it? Like a, a number of people. Like if you have several people, like garbage duty, a rota of garbage duty. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. For some reason, the I, for some reason, I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And also, my brain's just stuck in a loop. Apparently, <laughs> sorry, everybody. It's like a list. It's like a to-do list. How about that? It's a, a duties to- list. A duties list. A rota. It's kind of like of a duties. House- list. Uh, yeah, a rota of yeah. housekeeping duties. Uh, yeah, a fixed order of rotation as persons or duties. There you go. There you go. But there also, go. if we want to relate it back to something a little more metaphysical, um, if you go to some other writings of Crowley, he explains the keys of Rhoda, which was what, how he referred to the major arcana of the tarot, the trumps of the tarot, the keys of Rhoda. Okay. Very cool. So certainly that's what he is referencing with this title. You don't and think he's, whose turn it is to do the dishes with this I track? I don't think so. Be, but it's or whose a- turn it is to dive bomb yeah. a parade. <laughs> but, but the keys of Rhoda are all about manifestation and certainly this fire side of this album are about manifestation. And we end with another manifestation, a sequel, if you will, to Endless in Force, Endless in Fire. Another simplistic throbbing loop. Yeah, this one spits and splits a little more than the other one, but it's very similar to Endless in Force. A nice end cap to each side. And while listening to this, it's hard to not be struck with how thematic the sides are and how they were certainly conceived as two separate entities that are paired together. And that's, uh, I think that's a nice way to assemble something. And it's not just a track list, right? These are two different sides of the same coin. I absolutely agree. I think this is very thought out and very purposeful. And I think with the titles and the sounds and the art, it's a full package release. You know, I think that beauty and strength, leaping laughter and delicious languor 
Force and fire are all of us. I agree. Over on the Extra is Extra, we're going to ask Gray about some other albums and tapes that along these lines that he was also excited about back when he was excited about this. And discuss maybe a little more of NetZock's other releases that Gray has his grubby hands on that we're attempting to do as we are now coming up on almost a full day of being into this project. We're nearing that. Nearly 24 hours. We're nearly hours. 24 hours into <laughs> so this project. So clearly we're heads. So what a cool tape that you brought for us. I am excited to be talking about this. You know, we always like to have episodes on releases like this, especially after we've done stuff like Intensive Care and Atrax, Talk to Weiss. Etc. We thought, hey, we gotta, we gotta go real obscure for this one. And I'm saying real obscure again. I'm already picturing the listeners right now. Like that's not obscure. I've had that for I've known 25 that. years. Yeah, exactly. Like great. <laughs> like so, I already know. So again, poser alert on this side of the screen. Yeah. But hey, we're into it. Gray, thank you so much for bringing this uh, to us. My pleasure. You've been listening to Noise Extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 17 years by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to noise.